You're listening to the Marketing for Health Coaches podcast, where we talk about everything that's going to help you get clients and have a truly successful business and lifestyle. I'm your host, Amy Lipman, with over 15 years in the industry. You can count on me to keep it practical and doable. And in this episode, I'm going to share what to do when fears and doubts are keeping you stuck. It is so common and normal for fears and doubts to come up as you're building your health coaching business. That's because you're doing something new and being stretched outside your comfort zone. In fact, the closer you get to the thing you want, you'll probably notice the fears coming up more. And I want you to know that this is so common, you're not alone. I also wanna share that being able to work with your fears and doubts is one of the most critical factors to your ability to get your business launched and to grow your business. And the reason is because fears and doubts can paralyze us. They are powerful and can be really loud in our head. And if we let them, they can stop us from moving forward, but they don't have to. And in this episode, I'm going to show you how to allow the fear to be there, but not let it be in the driver's seat. And this is an analogy from Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic, which I absolutely love and highly recommend. And in the book, she talks about how fear wants to be in the driver's seat and how she'll talk to it. And it'll say, you can be in the car, but you have to be in the back seat. And I'm going to give you a process that you can use to move the fear and doubts from the driver's seat to the back seat so you can keep taking the steps to get clients and to grow your business. As we dive in, think about what fears and doubts have been coming up for you. Common ones are, do I know enough? Am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Can I help people? There are other people out there who can do this better than me. Will people wanna work with me? Will I be able to attract clients? Will people actually pay me to do this work? I've invested so much time, so much energy, so much money. What if I fail? What if this isn't for me? What if I'm not good enough to do this work? Those are all what I'll call macro fears, big picture kind of fears. And then there are also micro fears that may be coming up, such as, what if I do a live stream and no one watches? What if I give a talk and it doesn't go well? What if I post something on social media and people don't get it or they judge me? These are micro fears. With all these fears, they hit a really vulnerable spot because you're putting you out there to do this thing you really want to do. And we want to really honor that this is vulnerable and to have tenderness for this spot, love on this spot. The vulnerability really wants to be held. Just like a mama would comfort a scared toddler. Or if you don't have children, you can think about maybe the comfort you got as a child or the comfort you craved but didn't get as a child and give that to yourself. Be that source of love and comfort and tenderness for yourself. That's really going to help you be that for your clients as well and to really show up with love and support without judgment which is so important in that coaching relationship. And the more you run that energy through your system, the more you're going to transmit that to your clients and they're going to be able to run it through their system. And it's really a key piece for them to have the wellness 
and the relationship with their body and food and their health that they want. Now, there's one thing that's often taught in terms of dealing with fear that I do not recommend, and that is to just push through the fear. I don't recommend this because it doesn't work. And we can liken this to being on a diet. We know research has proven that diets don't work for the long term. This push through the fear thinking is like an emotional diet that's telling us essentially to try to ignore the fear. And the problem with this is that if we're not feeling the fear, holding the fear, loving on it, then it will continue to be present. And I'm going to share some specifics about how to go about this. But first, let's talk about where fears and doubts come from. And that is from the ego part of the mind, which has the role to protect us. Now, we don't want the ego mind to go away because it plays a really important role. But the problem is that our ego mind doesn't know what's a real emergency, what's really dangerous for us, and what's not. And we can very easily let the ego mind rule things. The ego mind is very loud. It does not like being shut down. Some of the things that your ego wants to protect you from are failure, disappointment, and hurt. Our ego has protected us from a lot of things. And we want to thank the ego. And you can say, thank you, ego, for protecting me. But then you also want to be really clear with your ego and let it know that you can handle it, that you're now an adult, that you can handle failure, you can handle disappointment, you can handle being hurt. This is a conversation you want to have with your ego. And this isn't a one and done situation. It's a continuous conversation you want to have regularly as you take new steps in your business and new fears and new doubts come up. This conversation with your ego will allow it to know that you're okay so that it can quiet itself. So the conversation with the ego might look something like this. I can do this. I know you're afraid and you're concerned. You're trying to protect me. Thank you for all the protection you've given me over the years. I am so grateful, but I actually don't need your protection on this. I'm good. You could say, yes, this is scary. X might happen or Y might happen, but I will be okay. Your work is to notice when your ego mind is coming in. And you'll know it's the ego when you hear things like, what if it's a flop? What if you don't get clients? What if no one signs up? What if you embarrass yourself? Anything critical or fearful is your ego. And your ego is not trying to hurt you. It's trying to protect you. But when we let the ego rule things, it's soul-sucking because if we don't work with it, it ends up stopping us from doing the work and the things in our life that we truly want to do. We talked about letting the ego know that you can handle it and take care of yourself if things don't go as planned, that you can handle flops and rejection. But I want to address something here that might be coming up for you, which is the thought like, Amy, I don't actually know if I can hold myself through this. And it's really common to feel unsure of this. So the work is while you're learning to calm your ego, you're also building that knowing, that deep knowing inside of you that you can hold yourself in whatever feelings come up. 
And this combination of calming the ego and believing that you can hold yourself will allow you to take the next step in your business that feels scary, and then the next step, and the next step. And at some point along the way, you'll experience something uncomfortable, be that disappointment, rejection, or a flop of some sort, and you'll be given the opportunity to be there for yourself. Going through that experience will allow you to build even deeper trust in your ability to hold yourself as you navigate the ups and downs that are natural to having a business. And let's be honest, they're a part of life and just being human. So here's a question to ask yourself. And you can write this down. In order to take the next step in my business, what uncomfortable feeling do I need to allow myself to feel? Maybe it's I need to allow myself to feel disappointment. Just identifying what that feeling, or maybe it's multiple feelings, can be so powerful and really help you be okay with experiencing the hard feelings. It helps when we identify what we need to allow ourselves to feel. It helps to turn down the resistance to having the hard feelings. And that resistance is normal. It's uncomfortable. None of us want to feel hurt or disappointed or rejected, right? We want the good feelings. We want the success. And we want things to go well. And of course, I want that for you too. And more often than not, you will experience success. And you will experience getting clients and having things go well. But just as in life, in our businesses, there are going to be ups and downs. And right out of the gates, you might experience delight and success as you take the next steps. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to experience disappointment right away. But the point is that your system needs to know that you're okay navigating all of the feelings that might come up. If your system doesn't think you're safe and okay with experiencing all of the feelings, then it's going to try its hardest to keep you in a holding pattern because that holding pattern, it feels, is going to keep you safe. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you were planning to go to a women's networking group and you really want to meet some potential clients at this group. If your system or your ego thinks that you can't handle rejection, then it might talk you out of attending that group meeting. And it might not sound the way you think it sounds. It might sound like you're too busy, you're too tired, you're not really ready yet to go to a networking group. Now, the other way this could go is that your ego or your system might be okay with you going and you go to the meeting, but when you get there, it talks you out of meeting new people and sharing what you do. Well, part of this work is noticing how and when fear and doubts are stopping you from moving forward and getting out there. Start noticing when you hear things like, I shouldn't do this, or I'm not ready, or I don't know enough yet. It'll also show up as procrastinating or avoiding something, or perfectionism is a big one. I need to get X, Y, and Z perfect first. And if you find yourself spinning in circles, fiddling with something to get it just right, 
These are all often places where fear and doubts are driving the car. Now, a step in this process of working with the ego is discerning between what is true and what's your ego trying to protect you. And this takes some practice because the messages from your ego feel very much like they are the truth, but they are not. They are actually lies that you are being told to protect you. And the best way to identify what's true and what's not is to drop into your body. And for some of you, this may be totally new and this might feel a bit strange at first, but stick with me if you can. I'm gonna guide you through a short process right now. And if it's safe for you to close your eyes, go ahead and do that now. And if you're driving a car or not able to close your eyes, come back to this when you are able. As you close your eyes, take a couple of deep breaths at your own time and your own pace. Have your feet planted on the ground if possible. Feel yourself held by the earth. And if your mind is active right now, that's very common. Just notice it. And we're going to quiet the mind by imagining all the thoughts up in our head being pushed down, kind of like a French press down through your body, down, 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 and into the earth. The earth is really great at holding all of that, so let it hold it. And now bring your attention, your energy to your second chakra, which is right below your belly button. Bring your attention there and ask yourself from that spot, what is the truth about how I can help people? And you can change the question depending on what your particular version or flavor of fear and doubt are right now. Ask the question and hear what message you get, what wisdom you get from the second chakra. The messages you get from this spot are the truth. In order to hear and feel the truth, we do need to quiet the mind and drop into our soul and our body, which most of us have been so disconnected from, myself included. And this is something you can do anytime, and it's a practice. You'll get better at hearing and feeling what's true and having the truth become louder and clearer over time. And I went through this fairly quickly. You might need more minutes than I gave you to really drop in. But what I want you to know is the truth is the antidote to the fear and the doubt. So doing this work of dropping in and dropping down and quieting the mind is really important in this process. So we covered a lot in this episode. I want to do a recap here. 
We talked about what the common fears are, both the big picture macro fears and the micro fears that may be holding you back. We talked about how the answer is not pushing through the fear, but acknowledging it and comforting it like you would a young child's. We talked about where fears and doubts come from, which is the ego part of the mind, and how the ego's job is to keep us safe. I shared how to quiet and calm the ego by letting it know that you are okay, that you can handle hard feelings that may come up like disappointment or rejection. I gave you some common ways to identify when fears and doubts are stopping you. And then we talked about how the fearful critical, doubt-filled messages that come from the ego can feel like the truth even though they are actually lies. We talked about discerning between what is true and what is your ego trying to protect you. And I guided you through a process of quieting the mind and dropping into your body to hear the truth that you can come back to again and again. And I recommend that you do. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find all of the resources and links to the free tools to help you build your business in the show notes directly under this audio. If you like this episode, go ahead and share it with your health coach friends. When you share, it really helps this community and it means the world to me. And be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so you'll always get my best business building tips as soon as they come out. Again, I wanna thank you for being here with me today. And I will see you next week.